welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Lari, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a Mogul Minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your Mogul Minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? Today's Mogul Minute of Inspiration is Comparison Kills. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Comparison Kills. Too many times we look to the left and to the right of us or we scroll through our social media feed and we're distracting ourselves and looking at other people, whether they're prettier than us, whether they're more intelligent than us, whether they have other businesses and different purposes and we and different talents. And we look at them and we say, man, I wish I had that. I want that. But we don't look at ourselves and see what amazing things that we have to offer the world we have amazing talents within ourselves if we stop and realize it look in the mirror and start looking at yourself and telling yourself how amazing you are how beautiful you are how intelligent you are and how you know you're going to start this business or you're going to have this amazing family start looking at yourself and stop comparing yourself to other people and guess what a lot of these people's lives ain't even really real on the gram Let me tell you about that, okay? So stop comparing yourself. Comparison kills. Please stay in your own lane. Operate in your gifts and know that you're amazing. And do the things that God has created you to do. And that was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. I have the pleasure of having a special guest today. Her name is Letitia Carr. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you for having me, Darcel. You're more than welcome. Tell everybody what you do. So hi, everybody. My name is Letitia Carr. I am a self-care strategist and life coach. I am the founder of LC Global, which I'll get into more details about that um, shortly. But I focus on helping entrepreneurs build health. Well, uh, I'm getting tongue-tied. I focus on helping entrepreneurs build wellness into the foundation of their business through self-care uh, practices and self-care strategies building. So I'm super excited to be on the podcast. So I think we're going to talk about self-care and some girl talks. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always love being able to chat it up with you. Um, tell us a little bit more about how you started your entrepreneur journey, because you're doing a lot of different things and all of them are great. So tell us a, a little bit about it. Yeah, so I started my entrepreneur journey about, oh, what year is this? So about four years ago in 20, or five years ago, well, in 2014, um, I started a blog called Where Do You Dream? I started that blog um, actually in an airport. I was crying in the airport. I told the story all the time. I was like crying in the airport, having a whole quarter life crisis. And I decided that I was going to do something with that energy. And so I put that energy into a blog. Um, initially, I thought it was going to be a travel blog and I was just going to write about, you know, different places I go and experiences, but it really turned into kind of a almost coming of age kind of inspirational blog. Um, and from there, I transitioned it into a life coaching practice. Um, so I was 
life coaching um, and working with people with setting goals and um, just reaching their dreams um, through through Where Do You Dream, the LLC, not the blog. Um, and in 2018, um, I really, you know, was kind of talking to God about what do you want me to do next? Like, this feels like I'm kind of spinning my wheels here. Um and God revealed to me, like, okay, girl, you created Where Do You Dream out of a place of hurt and sadness, and you're not in that place anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So he told me to make that shift, and that's how we got to LC Global, which is, I am, you know, now realizing is the evolution of Where Do You Dream. Um, it's like the next the next level up for me as an entrepreneur. So I'm super excited for what God is bringing to me. But yeah, my entrepreneur journey really started from me just sitting in an airport crying and being like, okay, something has to change. I'm over this. I don't want to, I hated my job. I hated everything. So I was like, okay, I need something new. I need something that's going to make me feel encouraged, going to make me feel inspired. And that's really where my journey began. So that's really kind of where uh, Where Do You Dream started, and then now the Evolution LC Global, where I'm helping people uh, focus on their self-care and wellness, because that was part of my problem in 2014, is I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't focused on me. I was so busy taking care of other people, and when all that's ripped away from you, you're like, okay, where do I stand now? So I'm super excited where God is moving this new vision vision from and, you know, where he's moving me to as an entrepreneur. I love it. Um, one, your testimony is so powerful. I'm already taking notes already. And I loved what you mentioned. One, one key thing you said was your original um, business was birthed out of your pain. But then I love the fact that God gave you a revelation that that's not you anymore. And so many people, even like myself, where when I started Moguls and Media, you know, I was in one space, but now I'm in a whole nother space. And thinking about growing up with your brand and how you said, like, you know, now you had to move into LC Global because now you're a new person. You know, you're, you've evolved. Um, we always can look back and see where we've come from. And we definitely, you know, de- don't forget those things. But that's a beautiful thing to talk about growing up with your brand and not being afraid to evolve. I think a lot of times people stick with their brand uh, because they're afraid that they'll lose followers or the traction that they gain, they'll have to lose that momentum and then they'll have to start rebranding all over again. So can you talk about that transition? And was it scary for you? Or was it something that you said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And this is what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good way to put it of growing up with your brand, because really, it, it that's exactly what it was. And I think in business, people think like, oh, I started this business and I have to keep it this way because this is what people will know me for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you really think about it, everybody who's ever had a business, it the business always evolves. And whether it evolves naturally or by force, it's going to evolve. So if you think about... Um, I'm going to use, I've just watched this documentary about the, the 80s and the 90s. So I'm going to use a past reference, but um, IBM, right? So they started off in computer science and helping to get man, a man to the moon and that kind of thing. That was their computers. But in the 80s, personal computers were coming around. And so they had to shift from, you know, these big computers that were, you know, for rocket scientists over mm-hmm. to personal computers for people to use on a daily basis. Um, and they had to work with people like, um, 
Bill Gates with Microsoft and like kind of figure out software for that. And it took an evolution and it was almost by force because other companies were going to put them kind of to the back burner. So it's the same thing with any of us who have our own small business. We can't be afraid to make shifts like that because it's either going to happen naturally or by force. Um, and so that's something that I have been just kind of sitting with. I really sat with probably the whole second half of 2018 of being like, okay, what am I doing next? Because I felt stagnant and I felt like I was kind of pigeonholing myself into staying somewhere that I had been for a while. And it, it had only been like, what, three years or something like that, three or four years, mm-hmm. which is feels like a really long time, but it's in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that long. And it's like, okay, people will figure it out if you shift. People will mm-hmm. shift with you, and the right people will shift with you. And so I had to really get comfortable with that and being okay with essentially starting over and, like, rebranding. And um, I'm still kind of in a phase of, like, okay, what exactly does my audience need and what, what can I offer to the people that I want to to help. And I'm okay with that. I, I've done it before. I've done it once. And it's okay because I'm like, you built it from nothing the first time. And now you have a lot, a lot more knowledge and a lot more understanding of business and a lot more understanding of networking and how this works. So it's okay to start over again. It's okay because you can never take that knowledge that you learned the first time away from you. Um, so I think that you saying growing up with your brand, that's exactly what it is. It's like, you evolve, you move on, your business evolves and it moves on and that's okay. And I think so, especially in this day and age where everything is posted on the gram or on social media and everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses and, oh, she's got this going on. Oh, he's got this going on. I can't take any breaks, right? And that's really how we burn ourselves out. That's really how we're all over the place. That's really how we don't get to um, operate in our purpose. And, you know, the fact that you took that time to say, it's okay to slow down and it's okay to say, what do I need to really accomplish? And how can I shift, you know, into what God has called you to do? And I think about this may be a drastic um, example, but I think about the Hannah Montana versus the Miley Cyrus. I think so many people, you know, she was, you know, she can't stay the Disney girl all the time. You know, she is now a woman. And I think so many childhood stars struggle with that too, because their brand is one thing. They're a childhood star, but then as they grow up, people are not ready for them to mature. So the same thing with small businesses, you know, like you said the right people will follow you and the right people will support your journey and the right people um your audience is probably in that same that similar stage that you're you know you're in and they're waiting for you just to provide that service or you know that product to be able to meet their needs so I definitely love the fact that you were bold enough to say, you know what, it's okay for me to slow down. And that really shows the life coach in you. You had to utilize your own tools. What were some practices that you had to put into place to, um, you know, for anybody who's out there, who's listening, who's saying, you know, I'm right there. I'm right at that point where I need to shift. I need to evolve. I need to do something different with my brand, but I'm scared, but I'm nervous. What are some of those things that you put into uh, practice that they can be able to find helpful as well? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I am very, um, I want to say pragmatic, but and somewhat systematic, right? So I have a system for almost everything. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work. But 
particularly for this, for like shifting, um, I'm really, I really am a person who likes to write out my prayers. Like I write I write mine out because I like to be able to go back and kind of track, you know, like, oh, I prayed for this and I, you know, I got this. And I I don't know if that's a right or wrong thing, but that's just how I am. Um, So probably last year I started doing in my journal or not in my journal, in my planner, um, I started writing in like this free space that is in my planner. Um, I made a chart and it says pray, listen, work, repeat, right? So it's like a love the um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a chart. So in one column I write pray, and then I write out the things that I'm praying for for a week. And then the next column I write out um, listen, and I, you know, that set my intention for the week to listen for the answer for that prayer or those prayers for the week. And then with, and then writing out the work that needs to be done, if there's any work, because sometimes it's just like God is just going to provide, right? And then sometimes he gives you like step-by-step things that you need to do. So if, you know, if there's any work to be done to achieve that prayer, I write it down in that. And then repeat is just a reminder to continually do that. Um, and so I kind of took that on as one of my systems to just kind of keep myself focused, I guess, um, and just keep myself accountable to um, what I'm asking God for and what, what work he's telling me to do. Um, and that really helped a lot with the shift because it's like, okay, you're asking for this. And it's very clear that you're asking for this because you write it down every week. And listen when I tell you what to do and do the work when I tell you to do the work. Um, And every time I don't do the work, I will say, because I'm not saying I always do the work that I'm supposed to do, but when every time I don't do the work, I can see immediately where it's where that's holding me back like there's this one particular thing that I know I need to be doing right now and I'm holding myself back because I'm not doing the work for it and I'm like every time I start I come up with an excuse and I know that this is like God being like okay girl you keep praying the same thing and this is what I'm telling you to do and so like that that also kind of holds me accountable like you can't keep praying for the same thing every single week and then when God's telling you what to do and you're not doing it and then you're upset, like, why God? It's like, no, I told you what to do, and you didn't listen, right? So that puts the accountability back on me um, to do the work. So that's that's one of the major ways, I would say. Like, if you're in that, like, that season of, like, shift is – you know, and maybe you're not that systematic, but maybe just find your thing that is like, okay, um, sometimes we just need, like, a – like a a wink from God, right, to tell us, so like, this is how you need to move. You need to go left or you need to go right. Um, So I always pray that God gives me bright neon signs to show me what to do because I'm hard-headed. And if he just gives me a wink, I might not listen. But if he gives me a bright neon sign, I'll go. So um, that's that's kind of like... <laughs> that's kind of like my my way of going about shifts and changes and I'm definitely not saying it's always easy. I'm in a season right now that I'm in this like transitional phase um with like what city am I going to live in and like all this other stuff and it's just like I've had to make sacrifices that I didn't necessarily want to make because God told me I needed to change and shift and move. Um but I know that in the long run, it'll be for the bigger picture. So being okay with that kind of uncomfortable middle ground that happens like during a shift and in a change, because it's just because God told you, it doesn't mean it's going to be like a breeze, but cause you know, the enemy is always going to come, come up against you in some kind of way. So just make sure that you're okay with being uncomfortable, especially in a season of shifting and changing. 
I love it. I love, um, I wrote that down too so I can hold myself accountable. When you said pray, listen, work, repeat. I love that. So whether it's praying for those who are listening, meditating, whatever is best for you, but actually taking that time, that quiet time to be able to talk about what you really want. I think I've seen this like this meme or something or quote on Instagram, like prayer doesn't um, compensate for work. And even though prayer changes things, prayer moves mountains, all of those things, uh, it's still you still have to know the direction that you're going in and you still have to actually walk out the steps. So I love what you said, like, you know, once God gives you the direction to go in, now it's holding you accountable because your next step is, okay. now we got to put in the work. Right. And then repeat. So I I love, love, love that. I think that is great advice. I I can definitely relate to just really having to take that time to refocus. And I know for me, when I was going through what uh, I was going through in, you know, shifting from moguls and media and thinking about the new direction that I wanted it to go in, you know, go in. Because I'm like you said earlier, growing up with your brand, I'm like, is this what I really want to do anymore? Or is Mm -hmm. this what I'm passionate about or am I just doing it just to do it and I'm a firm believer that I just don't I have to operate in my purpose and if it may be a new purpose or if it's like you said evolving I I definitely wanted to really I had to really seek God for that for that direction so I didn't have it listed so perfectly as you guys I guess I was doing these steps I didn't know I was doing the pray listen work and repeat but that I did a whole lot of that and definitely prayer of for sure um and i love what you say about you know god knows his children so when you say you need that like neon sign because you're hard-headed he knows each and every one of us very well what we need in order to um hear from him and i'm one of those hard-headed people as well so you know sometimes i may hear god and i'm like but god i don't want to do it that way or i don't i'm too scared to do that god or you know can we do a different way um because i don't want to do that you know so um you know i can definitely relate and it, it comes down to obedience and that's a really hard thing to do sometimes especially like you said when it's uncomfortable and you have to one thing about being successful is you have to get used to being uncomfortable and the thing about that is is who wants to be uncomfortable right but it is knowing that you can once you get over that hump it's so worth it so what are some self-care tips one for the the, for the individuals who is trying to figure out their um, next move and those who say um, we hear this line often I'm so, especially you being a life coach I'm sure you hear well I'm too busy for self-care you know where you know I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm a this I'm a that I'm too busy what are some tips that you can give people and why is it so important to implement self-care in your daily routine yeah so I would give the the same advice to everyone is that you need to make self-care foundational in your life um, and in your in your life and your business and your career whatever the case may be it needs to be a foundation because burnout prevents you from doing anything mm-hmm. so if you're burned 
if you're burned out in your career, that trickles over into your family life. And you may have, you know, an awesome husband, and awesome kids and all these things. But if you're burnt out in your work area, then you're going to start feeling resentful towards people at home. And like, you know, you're going to want to not be bothered. And this all, you know, it all kind of snowballs together. So I would always advise people to kind of create a foundation of self-care. And that's not as difficult as it sounds because sometimes self-care is just, you know, taking 10 minutes in the morning to pray or taking 10 minutes in the morning to take a hot shower and just be intentional and quiet and have that quiet time. Um, I know my friends who are moms are like, my kids are always in my face. They're constantly around. It's like, can you find 10 minutes somewhere that is quiet, whether it's in your car or um, in the shower or you know, while the kids are at school or at daycare, whatever the case may be, just find some time to build it into your routine. Um, and then I also suggest for people who are mothers or wives and things like that is to build that into the foundation of your family, right? So if you, you know, more is caught than taught. I say this like a million times a day, but if you if you prepare your family for a foundation of self-care, they'll get it. Kids will understand. Kids will understand it's mommy time. And if mommy time also means the kids get to watch, you know, a certain show on Netflix or whatever the case may be, and that's their time, and everybody gets a time, then it makes it a little a little more easier. So just building it into your everyday routine and making bringing your kids, you know, to be a part of that. So that's the advice I give to like my friends who are moms or like, you know, clients who are parents and that kind of thing is like, try to find ways to build it into your family's routine. So it's not like, oh, this is the only, this is like mommy's time. It's also like the time that the family gets to individually practice something that they enjoy that makes them feel fulfilled. And like teaching kids that at an early age, I just think will be a game changer. I honestly do. Um, so that is, yeah, I think that kind of covers the question. No, I love um, that. I love what you said even about building it into your everyday routine. And also, if you are a mom, a wife, actually making that the foundation and making that a standard, right? And teaching mm-hmm. that even to your kids. Like, no, mommy needs her time. And after a while, kids learn the routine, they learn what mommy what mommy time means. Um, even though kids, you know, at times want what they want when they want it. Absolutely. But um, there are times that they'll understand, OK, m- mommy goes to her room to pray during this time or whatever it is. Um, you know, mommy goes to just, you know, have 10 quiet minutes in the bathroom, whatever it is. And I think sometimes people think that they have it all together until they don't. So what are some of the signs um, that a person, if they're thinking, well, I don't do the 10 minutes to myself or I don't and my life is just going fine. I don't go to get the mani and the petty or whatever it is to implement self-care and I'm doing fine. What are some um, signs that people can see or tell within themselves that, hey, I haven't I've been lacking on the self-care tip what would be some uh, signs that you would suggest? So some of the signs I would say are um, in the workplace is a um, disinterest, like you are suddenly, you know, uninterested in the work that you're doing um, or even within the family, right? You're suddenly uninterested in the things that the people in your family have going on or resentment um, is a big one. So disinterest, resentment, um, I'm trying to think of other like 
ones that kind of are universal <clears throat> for burnout. But those are two. Resentment, you know, so when you when you're starting to get frustrated with everybody around you or like when you're starting to get frustrated with just small things, even like road rage can kind of be a signal of burnout, right? If you're a commuter to work and you're constantly like OMG. angry and I think that, <laughs> I, I think that's almost everyone and they're like uh i'm guilty <laughs> yeah 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 right and so like even with that using that as an example um if you find yourself feeling that way in traffic finding ways to implement self-care during that nine to five or that commute time um because if you don't have something to kind of like keep your mood kind of calm traffic is really annoying right i was sat in dc traffic for many years so i understand but mm-hmm. like having something like having like a go-to like playlist for your car like a happy song playlist or something like that just gets you through mm-hmm. through that time frame that can help with that too because i know it's kind of like well who doesn't get get upset in the car it's like if you find things that go ahead and implement into your routine it can be really helpful like sitting in traffic for an hour and a half isn't so bad when you have a good playlist or when you have a good you know audio book to listen to or a good podcast you're really into or something like that and you've already set your intention that okay this is my time to like get this book done or get this podcast done or get this you know listen to my favorite songs um that kind of thing so um just consider but even those small areas building in some intentionality into even those times that seem unintentional, like sitting in traffic. But one of the things that I wanted to mention um, to add too is that the lack lack of self care affects every single relationship that you have. Oh yeah. So I love what you were saying about getting frustrated and having disinterest because I recently experienced this because you know I'm one of those people that I work really well under pressure and I was you know at work. And I'm a um, career and life coach during the day. And I just, you know, we have so many different things, programs that I'm running. And, you know, it just got really overwhelming really fast because we just recruited a lot of people for our programs. And I felt like I was doing 90% of the work and and taking a lot of the load um, and not asking for help. And that's, you know, maybe the pride in me because I'm like, oh, I can get this done. I can get that done. I can get this done until one day I literally um, I was talking to my program. Well, my program manager was talking to me and I just literally had to walk away from the conversation. I was like, I have to excuse myself. I'm sorry. And I told her that. And I took my, you know, my five minutes to or 10 minutes in the bathroom and came back for the conversation. And I think that's the that's the moment that I realized, Darcel, you're you are overwhelmed. And we because us as women, we feel like we can get the job done and we can do 20 things, you know, and then still come home, make dinner, do this, do that and not and just always on the go. And I didn't implement like or even check myself to say Darcel do you need a break Darcel do you need this I didn't even check with myself and I think also talking to yourself and it may sound a little cray cray but doing like daily check-ins and or maybe weekly check-ins and say you know 
self are you okay do you need a break do you need time to yourself do you feel like you're overwhelmed is there something you can take off your plate to be able to ask someone else to do um I think because I was at work and I just wanted to be prideful and keep going and knowing that I had other co-workers and I felt like hey if they wanted to help they would have helped they would have just asked but they didn't because they they I assume I guess assumed that I had it all together and I was fine but sometimes we also have to be okay to say look I need help you know I can't do everything and I think that's a very hard thing for us women to say or at least some of us women where we we realize when we can't do everything and we have to ask for help so I think that will be another thing to ask is really do some self check-ins maybe daily or weekly and then also don't be afraid to ask someone else for help what do you yes, think about that's that that's huge no that's huge like being willing to say, hey, I need help with the thing is huge. And people don't consider that self-care, but it really is because the ability to say, hey, I don't have it all together mm-hmm. is like a way of taking care of yourself. Um, even with me, my, my self-care journey started when I was working in 2014 when I hated that job. Um, I was so burnt out because I had taken on a new position and a new role and I was um in a leadership position and I was so overwhelmed because the expectations were so high and of course the conversation was so low that Mm. it was just like okay I'm working myself to death for no reason and then I have all these other things going on in my life I have my family issues I have relationship issues I have all this stuff going on and I was like literally falling apart at the seams and so and I had never felt that way before because I'm the person who always has it together and so I had never really felt that way before and so I started having these breakdowns and I had multiple. So I had the one in 2014 and that was really over like, that was what I call a quarter life crisis. But in 2015, I had taken on that new leadership role and stuff at my job. And, and I realized I will never forget. It was August 2015. And I was like writing up my resignation letter. I sent it to my boss and this was way before I even like I had thought about entrepreneurship, but I wasn't prepared for it. So I should say it that way. Um, But I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. And when I sent that letter, they were like, okay, are you sure you need to quit? Like, why don't you take some time off? And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take some time off. I took 10 days off. And with the 10 days, I (laughs) disappeared to the Dominican Republic. I didn't even tell, I like told like three people I was going. And I went with my cousins to the Dominican Republic for like six days. And I just like took a break and I came back and I was like, okay, I still had a couple of days left off at work. And I was like, okay, you need to come up with a plan because you're not going to let these people run you into the ground. They don't pay you enough. They don't treat you well. They're not even like appreciative of all the things that you do here. So you need to set some boundaries in your life. And that was the biggest part of like my self-care was setting boundaries at work and then setting boundaries with my family and then setting boundaries with myself. Um, And I guess I should say that in reverse. I had to set boundaries with myself first and then in the workplace and with my family and with my friends. And like from that point on, I felt burnt out since then, but I've never felt that bad again. Like I've never felt to the point of like, okay, I'm giving up on everything the way that I felt that, that summer. And it took me really reaching that point of being like, I'm resentful towards everybody. I hate every, I'm not that person. Like anybody who knows me knows that I'm like the nice person. I'm like 
try to be kind to everybody, but I was so burnt out. I was being hateful and evil to everybody and not just my hangry normal. Like I'm normally I'm just hateful when I'm hangry. Right. But Mm -hmm. this was like every single day of like being rude to people and wanting to cuss everybody out. And I'm just not that person. And I was like, okay, Tish, you're doing too much. Like, what is your problem? And I had to really do that self-reflection, like you said, and be like, okay, what is not, what is not fulfilling in your life right now? And what is overwhelming you? And what do you want to be different? And what do you want to focus on? And like go through this whole like personal inventory to set myself up. And the very first thing I came across was I needed to set boundaries with everyone. Um, And that was like the biggest part of me, um, my own self-care journey. And the biggest thing that I tell anyone is to set boundaries. And like, so when I say foundational um, in your business, in your life, in your family, like boundaries are a part of that foundation. No, so I love that. Because I could go on forever about boundaries. No, I love <laughs> that like because major many people don't think about boundaries and they don't think about setting them and they don't think about, I think sometimes we just become yes women and men, you know, where we just say, okay, 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 I'll go to that. I'll help with that. I'll do that. I'll, you know, and we don't realize it's okay to say no. <laughs> it's even if it's to your family, it's okay to say no. Um, it's okay to say, you know, when you're at work and some people will say, well, I can't say no to my boss. You know, you can actually, you know, say no, maybe not. No, I'm not doing that. Of course not. Not that way. But you can come up with a plan that says, hey, this is a plan that I think that will best support my work style and be able to help me to be healthy and also get the job done and discuss that with your manager or supervisor or whomever you report to. So that way they can understand that you have boundaries and that you also um, you need to do what's also healthy for you Um, we don't have to be yes men and women and just agree to everything and then we don't and and again making sure that we're not just I think one of the things too that I started to set boundaries was um, even with being an entrepreneur you know I felt like I had to attend everything I felt like I had to be a part of everything I felt like I had to go to everything because I'm gonna if not I'm gonna miss out and I may not make those connections and I may not be here and I just have to realize Darcel stop like you can choose to go to an event maybe once a month or twice a month but you don't need to burn yourself out going to events either trying to network you know and I think In every aspect of your life, you have to set boundaries and you have to say, what is healthy for me? What will allow me to sleep at night? What will allow me to not have, you know, feel overwhelmed or have chest pains? Because stress starts eating away at your health, you know, as well, if you don't take care of yourself. So... and gain weight and it's like you don't know why you can't lose weight it's because you're like harboring all this stress in your body mm-hmm. and it's just like your body your body adapts to stress differently than what you realize and like for some people it'll, it'll show up in chest pains or you know will um your shoulders will be like tense all the time you won't even realize it or you won't be able to lose your like belly fat or whatever the case is like stress shows up in a lot of different ways physically yes and sometimes all of them because I feel like I had all of them at one point can you tell people more about what they would experience if they were to say hey Letitia you know how can you help me I'm realizing that I'm overwhelmed and I need you know um, some practical self-care to start implementing some practical self-care tips in my 
my life? What would they be able to expect? Yeah, so first I would direct them to my book, um, The Dream Chasers Journal, which is a 90-day self-care journal. Um, That is like first up because it really will walk you through creating your own personal self-care plan um, as well as having that daily check-in that you were speaking of, of having that time of being like, okay, how, how, is my, how was my day-to-day? How am I actually feeling? And then also giving you space to kind of write out your vision and um, be thankful for what you do have and what you're th- thanking God for in advance and those kind of things. So it's a daily check-in with yourself. Um, so I would say to start there. Um, and then as far as services, I have a couple of services um, to work with people one-on-one. Um, I'm working on a group program soon. And um, yeah, so that's kind of the expectation would be, you know, to first check out the book and then also um, look into my one-on-one coaching services um, where I can help you build out a self-care plan that works for your life specifically Um, because self-care looks different for everybody. Some people are moms, some people, some people are um, full-time entrepreneurs, some people are side hustlers, some people have, you know, there's all these different ways. So um, the one-on-one program is really created to create the self-care into the foundation of your lifestyle and what works for you um, and not just, you know, um, all size, you know, one size fits all kind of method. So those are kind of the two ways you can find right now to, you know, work with me or, um, you know, get one of, get one of my books and then also the group program that will be coming soon. I'm still working on that. I told you I'll be procrastinating on things God told told me to do. So I just have to, you know, full disclosure there. I'm working on on that one. Yes. Yeah, so we're all going to hold you accountable to that so that yes. way we can take part in that. That's so amazing. So I and I say, go ahead. We'll say if you're holding me accountable, just know that when I do group programs, I like to do in-person settings. So um, I'm not sure if it'll be a self-care in the city style again, like I did uh, last year, but it'll be in that kind of in-person format. It won't be... um, it won't be group coaching as most people know it, where it's like, you know, the virtual groups and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. that doesn't work for me. So it will be some kind of in-person meet up style. um, I love that. And I think that's, if you holding me accountable, I had to say that all out loud. Yes. Say it out girl. So that way we can hold you accountable for sure. And I love that because that in-person touch, I feel like has a whole different effect and a whole different feel to it. Um, And that's something I'm a firm believer in as well. I know we've, you know, everyone's moving to virtual this and virtual that, but there, and there is some power in that, but I definitely think the meetups and being in person still has the ultimate power, you know? Yeah. And um, the ultimate effect that it, it definitely brings when people come together. So I think that's amazing. And as you guys heard, definitely reach out to Letitia. She's amazing. And she has so many different techniques and things that she can be able to help you and tailor and individualize your experience for self-care. Please make sure, guys, that you are implementing self-care in every day and every day in, uh, of your life because if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed you most likely need self-care if you feel like yourself is if you, if you, if you feel like you're not yourself anymore and you like uh, Letitia was saying earlier you're always frustrated you're always irritable there's something wrong that means you need to start getting back to self-care and so I really want to stress that because we 
are in a time where it seems like everyone's trying to keep up with the next person. And we really mm-hmm. want to make sure that you have your own walk. You have your own purpose. You don't need to rush your hustle or rush your purpose. You can operate in your own way that God has given you and know that no one's going to take it from you. So just you might as well just operate in self-care anyway. So thank you so much, Letitia. Can you tell everybody mm-hmm. how to find you and any upcoming events and things that you have going on? Yep. So you can find me on my website, LetitiaCarr.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Letitia.Carr or at LC Global. I'll be in Philly May the 4th. Um, and I'll provide more details to Darcel about that. Um, and then I'll be in Pittsburgh on June, the weekend of June 28th for the Hustle Her Way Summit. So those are some of the, off the top of my mind, those are some of the speaking engagements I have coming up um, where you can meet me and where I'll be. But all that information will be on my Instagram. So just make sure you follow me on Instagram and uh, check out my website, LetitiaCarr.com. Yay. Thank you so much for being a part. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. My mogul fam, make sure you implement self-care. And I will see you next time. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG at Darcel World. And of course, you know, I love hearing from you. So make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.